For garden color from the ground up, start with the ground. Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch from the Home Depot. Now, three bags for just nine bucks. It protects your plants beautifully and maintains its color for up to 12 months in shades of red, brown, or black that really set off your garden, not to mention your spring. Bring on spring color with Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch. Three bags, nine bucks. Now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Limit 60 per customer. Color selection varies by store. Okay, so guys, as I said, I'm not going to give up. And this is the fourth time we're going to try this. But again, this matters to me. So I want to make this happen. Mary, you are unbelievably loyal. I appreciate you. Good morning for the fourth time. What's up, old man Scott? How you doing? I'm getting ready to invite Mr. Duffy. And Mary, thank you for your persistence. I appreciate it. I (laughs) just, this has been unbelievable. NXX, I'm still listening to it. Um, So hopefully he sees this. And good morning, Mr. Ahoge. Again, this is uh, becoming challenging. So I don't know where he's at. Hi, Quinta. How are you? Is that how you say your name? Hi, Sandy Griffin. How are you? Karen, hello. Welcome back. I don't know where he's at. Why have I lost him now? I've already sent him the invite. Oh, have mercy. Oh, my gosh. So, anyway, so while we're waiting, guys, I'd love to know. There you go. Mr. Duffy, I see you. Yes. Yes. What's happening this time? Sandy, how are you? Pieces. There you are, Mr. Duffy. Hey, I, number three's the charm, my friend. Fantastic. Four. Four. Four times. Wipe right, w- w- the sweat off, man. I, I feel for you. Boy, was that, was that hell. <laughs> oh, I felt, I mean, seriously. I, but you know what? It happens. But this meant a lot. It means a lot to me that you're joining because I have so much respect for you. So I was not going to give up, even if this <laughs> went until noon. <laughs> and it was afternoon gratitude. Well, afternoon gratitude is just as good, man. That's cool. Very Amen, cool. Amen, man. So welcome to Morning Gratitude with the Mayor. This is uh, your first time on the yes, show, it- and I'm so thankful to have you. So the first thing we always ask before we do anything else is we want to know, what are you grateful for? Well, I start out every day writing a page of all the things I'm grateful for in a great a gratitude journal. And, you know, I, I really feel blessed and I have a lot that I am grateful for. So basically, to sum it up, family, friends, um, all the blessings in my life, uh, living in the greatest country in the world. And from there, it just continues to go every day. All the people I get to interact that with, who I get to meet and inspire, who I get to learn from. So it's just gratitude. I've I've learned that no matter what situation I'm in in life, the way to deal with it is to feel gratitude for all the blessings I have, and it puts everything in perspective. So it's uh, that's kind of how I live my life. I uh, I love that. Now I know you're from the Bronx originally. So are you going to see your family for the holidays? They coming to see you? Or are you solo like I am? Uh, well, I have. Uh, my family, my wife's here. My daughter's up at college. She won't. This will be the first year she's not coming back. Um, normally, we used to go every year back to New York. This year, we won't be doing that. So we'll be 
spending time with some of my wife's family out here. Um, so it'll, it'll be a cool day off, uh, a chance to be with family and, and be grateful and be thankful for all the blessings that we have. So it'll be a good one. I, um, so we had the pre we, we met a few different times, but then I, we actually, for the first time really had the opportunity to talk on set and I got to see a lot of, you know, really what your heart is. And it's, it's so rare that, and I haven't, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm very, very new to the Hollywood scene. But the one thing I picked up on really quick is not everybody is about making other people's lives better like your, yours is. How do you maintain that attitude and that spirit to, to make other people's lives better in a world that is so ah, just about themselves? Like, how do you maintain that? You know, I was uh, uh, lucky and, and blessed to have a, a mentor early on in my life who kind of turned the, the it turned the tide for me and, and took me in a different direction. I, I, many many years ago, I met um, and a, a, attended a seminar with Tony Robbins, and that experience, that three day event, including a firewalk, kind of shifted my views of the world, gave me a, a different perspective where I realized one the importance of being grateful. I learned the importance of taking 100% responsibility for my life and for my attitude. So no matter what happens to me in life, I can't control that, but I can control how I choose to react to it and where sure. I can always try and find the blessings in it or how I can turn a, a adversity into a positive. So I've kind of carried myself from that point forward with those belief systems. And so, you know what? I'm a happy person. I love people. I love life. I, li I love being around people. So it's not that hard for me. I feel, I feel very lucky that, that I, you know, that I have what I have, especially growing up in where I did in the South Bronx in poverty and what I've been able to uh, experience in my life. So, you know, in some ways it's kind of been, become easier. Like a muscle, the more you practice, the easier it's become. Sure. So with that said, what, is, what, what inspires you? I mean, what is deep-rooted? Like, what is that thing that always tugs at your heart that ignites you with passion? Well, for me, it's learning. I mean, I, I have a, a thing called ABL, always be learning. Uh, I, I just love to learn and grow. I dropped out of high school when I was 15 years old, and I have went on a journey, and I've learned so much in life. I read, I've read probably 500 to 1,000 books in psychology, personal development in every field. And I'm just, I'm totally curious about life and people. So every day I'm learning some new stuff. So I, you know, it's like, I always feel great because I'm always learning. So with, so on that, on the flip side of that, what is the, what is the problem? Maybe it's a, not necessarily a, a world problem or just what is something that keeps you, that consumes you to the point that it hurts your heart and inspires you to want to make a change? Well, I don't know if uh, it, there's a couple things. I've, I've been involved in, so there's two things. One, I've been involved in a lot of veteran support activity because I had an opportunity to do some training videos with the U.S. Marine Corps, which opened up another uh, space for me. And I realized how much this one to 2% of the population who serves and their families do for us. So we opened up that opportunity to give back. So it's something that I'm very passionate about. The other thing that nowadays I'm passionate about is really, and I'm trying to figure out what I can do or when I can do it or how I can do it.
But I think a lot of people, unfortunately, and social media has contributed to this, have gotten into their own bubbles, their political bubbles, their religious bubbles, and they've isolated themselves from learning from other people who have different points of view. So my attitude is that there's got to be a way to bridge the divide, and it starts with respect. And if you, if you approach everybody with respect and then begin to learn from them, you find out you have a lot more in common, even with people who may have different political beliefs or different religious beliefs, and it just opens up that space to treat people the way you want to be treated. So bridging that divide is something that I would love to do because I've been on all sides of the political divide. I've been on every side. I've seen every perspective. And so it's given me a unique uh, chance to be able to say, you know, just because I don't agree with you don't mean I have to hate you. I can find a way to be your friend. Now, you, you brought up working with the military. There's a foundation that you're very passionate about. Which one is that? Well, one one of them, there's many of there's so many of them. But, you know, one of the people who I think is such an inspiration both to me and to so many people is Gary Sinise, who as a both as an actor and then he also with his band, Lieutenant Dan's uh, band, uh, performs for the troops all over the world. He's somebody who I think uh, exemplifies service and finding a way to make a difference in the world. And his uh his commitment and passion has been to veterans, to the military, to first responders. And he, he's donated so much of his time to create the Gary Sinise Foundation. He goes and visits wounded warriors in hospitals. He takes World War II vets on trips to uh, uh, down to New Orleans and sponsors all of that out of his own pocket. He's just an amazing human being. So Gary Sinise Foundation is something that I, I, I think is a an excellent organization that helps veterans. And um, and there's plenty of others, obviously. There's a lot of great organizations out there uh, uh, in that space. But but he's somebody who's a role model for me as well as a, as somebody in Hollywood who I think is one of the good guys who walks his talk. I love that, man. I, and that's a really, really great answer, too. Um, you're a very driven guy. You've had – you have over – well over 50 producing credits you have directing credits acting credits you and you and you work in a very hustle and bustle world and on top of that you're very passionate about making other people's lives better what is it that you do to prepare your mind each day to be able to seize the day the way that you do well, you know, in the recent period, I've, I've created a, you know, and I learned some of this from Tony Robbins, but there's other people who have it as well. I kind of have a ritual I do in the morning, my morning ritual. He calls it an hour of power. I, I really don't have the time to do an hour, but it's, uh, you know, it, it's basically getting up. And one, uh, there's somebody in the Navy SEALs that says, make your bed and the day starts out good if you make your bed. So I make I make my bed. I write in my gratitude journal. I say a prayer. Um and then if possible, I do some other things. I kind of plan the day and I may read something positive or watch a positive video that gets me into a, a psychological mode of like I'm ready to take on the day. But it's basically taking on the day with that attitude that if you do stuff good in the morning, your, your day is already a success. And now it just gets better from there. I love that. So besides Tony, what name like someone else that inspires you? or that you get knowledge from? Well, <laughs> that's a long list, because uh, there's so many people that I try to absorb, because everybody comes with so much different um, 
So, you know, nowadays there's a guy, Eric Thomas, who I watch some of his videos. Yeah. He both raps and, and motivational speaking. Fabulous guy. Um, just went to a, a, a seminar recently with this guy, JT Fox. Obviously, um, you know, in, in the film world, Gary Sinise and there's people like him that inspire me. Les Brown was an inspiration. Les is fantastic. He's one of mine. I have so many mentors. That's awesome. My phone rang. I'm sorry. Your answer cut out a little bit, but I, I think I know what you said. Um, so we were on, as I mentioned before, we've, we've been on set together. Um, I'm really excited about this project with Henning and with everybody. It's a great crew. Um, tell me about a personal passion project that you have right now that you're really, that you, well, that you're passionate about. Uh, well, just even before we go there, just a quick, you know, a shout out to Henry Morales for his project that we met on, uh, Romancery and his yeah. dirt merchants, and the speaking event that he gave me an opportunity to speak at at USC, uh, mentoring young people, uh, youth mentorship. So just a shout out to him. He's doing some good stuff, and he's a great guy. So a passion project for me is I have a feature film right now that I'm working to raise financing for based on a true story of a boxer from Houston, Texas, who on the last Muhammad Ali uh, fight. He fought for the championship of the light welterweight division, lost a, a contested 15-round decision, and kind of his career and his life crashed, got into drugs for a little bit, turned his life back around, and then in 2003 got the opportunity, got a call about going to Iraq as a pest exterminator on the military bases as a contractor. So he prays on it, and he tells his wife, I think I'm being called to a mission, and his wife said, God's not talking to you. Don't go to Iraq. And he says, no, I think I have to go to Iraq. So this guy goes, Houston, Texas, boxer, almost a champ. He goes to Iraq, and he's killing bugs on the military base. What a crazy uh, thing to be doing. And somehow gets into a beef with a colonel from Texas. They become friends, find out about his boxing. He starts training some of the soldiers in boxing in the morning. Word spreads about the guy, and the provisional authority comes to him and says, hey, what are the odds that you can put together an Iraqi boxing team for the Olympics in 10 months? He said, are you kidding me? The odds are a million to one. They say, great odds, we don't need the million, we just need the one, go do it. So now he's given this real mission in life that he didn't know he was going to get, a second chance at who he was as a boxer, and he has 10 months to train these Iraqi kids, Sunni and Shiite kids, get them qualified for the Olympics, get Iraq back into the Olympics because it had been kicked out and not get killed by Al-Qaeda, and in the 10 months he pulls off that impossible task and he takes Iraq to the 2004 Olympics in Athens, Greece. Incredible guy, incredible story, and we're trying to make that movie in Texas and trying to raise financing for it. And it's called They Call Me Termite. So where? Um, so basically, it's it's just it's needing funding, basically, right? That's the stage. I mean, I've done a lot of work on it. I know where we're going to shoot it. Um, uh, there's a military base in Texas that we would like to shoot it at. Um, you know, we're, we got somewhat of the plans in place. We have a script. We have all that laid down and right now we're just into the financing stage of because it's a feature film and we're looking at you know ideally talent a, a a good lead someone like mark Wahlberg or matthew mcconaughey or jeremy renner somebody you know one of them to fall in love with this project and that we can uh, take it to that level i i remember when you first told me about that story i was floored because it, it, it's just amazing that the journey that we set out on 
not having, but when we feel called, we, 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 we can't argue with the calling, but yet we like, but at the same time, we never know where we're going to really end up. Like, but when you feel called, you have to go like that guy, when he said, God's not talking to you. Well, that's between him. That's, I mean, to the wife, that's between the, 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 it, that's between the guy and God. Right. So, cause that calling is for you. It's for no one else. Right. And you never know where that journey leads, but wow, what a blessing. The guy it, it just taking his skills and just, and then empowered other people, a country and against all odds made something miraculous happen. This is a story to me that has to be told because so many of us have those callings and those journeys, but we're like, no, I'm scared. Like, I don't know where I'm going to end up. Like, I don't want to go to Iraq. I don't want to do this, but we run away out of fear and it, and it, and we, so, and that stops our development. It stops our progress and it keeps the miracles and blessings we are destined for from happening when we ignore that calling. So that's an amazing story. I hope I would love to see this get made and any, I mean, anything I can do to help support you. I want to do that. I want to see this happen because honestly, I don't need to see another Terminator movie. I'm with you with that. The first Terminator. (laughs) but I don't need to see another one. No, I'm, I'm with you with that. And I, I, I echo what you just said. And I agree. And like he said to me on a phone call at one point, he said, you know, is, is this going to be impossible to make a movie? I said, are you kidding me? I said, what you did over in Iraq, that was impossible. This is going to be a lot easier. Nobody's shooting at me, you know? So, <laughs> it, it, I mean, he basically put his life on the line and he was an inspiration to these Iraqi kids. And he was a big brother and a father figure to them. And he inspired them to their Olympic dreams at the risk of his own life. And that's, you know, that kind of person, that kind of inspiration is, is something that we all can learn from in life. If, if more of us would live up to listening to our call and, and finding a way to, um, you know, bring our gifts to the world so we make it a better place. So you, you have quite a few scary movies that you've produced um, so I have a question. Who would really win in a fight between Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees? You know, I'm going to, I don't know the answer to that. I, I line produce, uh, I guess, some horror movies. I'm not a fan of horror movies. I'm not, I don't watch horror movies. So I don't even know the answer to that. You know, to be honest with you, it's like, that's my, le- you know, it was a job that I did with some good people. <clears throat> what I love more about when I do some of these things is the people I work with. But, the, but sure. as far as content, I'd rather make movies that are both entertaining and inspiring, like a movie sure. like The Blind Side or something that, you know, tells a true story and inspires people. To me, I'm a little too old for that, uh, you know, horror movie genre. You know, I, I have to admit it. I, I'm, I'm kind of past that era. I am too. I, as a kid, I used to love to get scared. Now I can't even, like, <laughs> I don't even listen to angry music. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. All right. So I want, like, what do you work for? Um, what do you work towards in your free time? Like what, I know you have your passion project. I know. What, what is it that you work for? Like, are you, your end goal? Like, what is it something that you're working for now that for what you want to happen later? 
Well, there's a couple of things that, I, uh, that I'm trying to move forward. One is uh, my uh, transformational motivational speaking. So I've had an opportunity to do that in, together with Termite Watkins down in, um, in uh, Houston at NASA. Um, and that was a, once again, a door opened up and a, uh, an amazing a Navy veteran, Tracy Haynes, o- opened up that door for us and invited us to speak at this event at NASA. From that, I went on to speak at another wow. event in uh, Notre Dame for, for Tracy as well and met an amazing human being out there, Jim Connolly, that, that we may be doing a documentary about his life, another inspirational person. So the public speaking and having a chance to get up there and share my story, because I came, you know, I, I, I say I came from the ghetto to greatness. How great, well, uh, let others be the judge. I'm not sure how great it is, but at least it's on the journey to greatness and um, <laughs> or from the Bronx to Hollywood, you know. So, you know, I have an incredible, unique story, too, so I so that's something I'm pushing forward. And with that, I'm also, I wrote a memoir of my life that I need to do another rewrite of, and so that's, and that's one of the hardest challenges for me is writing, because I, I'm such a social person, to sit, that spend so much time by myself is the least attractive thing for me in life. I want to be around people all the time, so, but it's something I got to push through and get to the next level. I love that. I, I'm the same way, man. I so much of what I do is in isolation, but I just crave to be around other people. And I mean, even having the opportunity to do this Facebook live show every day, like it, I love being connected to other people because that is where, to me, I find the most joy. So, I um, I that's one cool. Question, Very cool. It's not even really a question, but do you like what is something? I guess it is a question. What if there any like any what was the best advice that you were ever given that you think that the audience should hear? I I guess for me it's probably two pieces. One is realizing and this was hard to realize, but to realize that you are 100% responsible for your life. That, you know, whatever you produce, the good, the bad, and the ugly, is you, it's your, the choices you made. And you always have choices. And you have choices, and you can make good choices, and you can make bad choices. In every situation, whether, you know, you choose to get angry, or you choose to be happy, you choose to, to reach out to somebody, or you choose not to. We always have choices and a lot of times people think we don't, they don't, and they feel like, well, you know, it's the government or it's my parents or it's life. And, and, and they take on that victim mentality, which just traps them in a situation that they'll never get out of. And when they realize you have power, you have incredible power which you're in you, and that power is to make a better choice. Make a better choice. And if you made a bad choice, okay, make a better choice next time. Just keep making better choices and you'll get somewhere. So taking that responsibility, knowing that it doesn't matter who's in government, who's elected, who's, what kind of life you had, a tough life, an easy life, you still have power to make better choices. And it's up to you to make them and to create the life you want and to do something good in the world, make a difference for people. I love that. I, man, you just kind of dropped the mic on that. But are there any parting words that you have for the audience? Well, you know, just put yourself out there. Like, you know, uh, I met you because, and you met me because we both put ourselves out there. You know, we both had a, a chance to meet at an event. We got a chance to work together on the film because we put ourselves out 
and met new people, I got a chance to meet you and find out about your story. And your story was inspiring to me. And I realized, you know, it, it's when we do that, we meet incredible people with incredible stories that enrich our lives. So to me, to have the opportunity to have met you has enriched my life. And I'm glad and blessed to have that opportunity. And I think we need to put ourselves out there more so we can find and connect with people like that so that our lives enrich and we learn from each other and we find a way to support each other. So it's been a blessing for me to have that connection with you. And uh, so that's kind of, I think, a way that I would like to just end it. I say thank you for having me on today and, you know, wish you the best with all the, the stuff you're trying to do as well. I've learned some about it and I'm, uh, I'm really um, supportive of you making, you know, the journey that you're on. Well, I, it means a lot to me. I have, as I said, I have tremendous respect for you. Um, I really valued our conversation that we had that night on the couch after being on set for 14 hours or whatever it was. <laughs> um, but I, I wish you a, a, a tremendously blessed Thanksgiving. Um, and I definitely look forward to seeing and talking to you again. I thank you. I wish you a blessed Thanksgiving as well and all the best with everything. And I look forward to the next time we meet in person as well. Yes, sir. God bless. Thank you so much. You're welcome. God bless you too, brother. Bye-bye. For garden color from the ground up, start with the ground. Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch from the Home Depot. Now three bags for just nine bucks. It protects your plants beautifully and maintains its color for up to 12 months in shades of red, brown, or black that really set off your garden, not to mention your spring. Bring on spring color with Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch. Three bags, nine bucks. Now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Limit 60 per customer. Color selection varies by store.